Podfix Network, baby. The Nerd or Not podcast is hosted by a trio of foul-mouthed overgrown children, who still think fart jokes are funny. Please be aware that the first four rows are known as the Splash Zone. And now here's your hosts, Jay, Bob, and Corey. The Creighton's Guild. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 70, motherfucking three of the Creighton's Guild podcast. I actually got the number right this time. And the only reason I got the number right is, you're going to hear me in the future. Oh, Fuck shit. it all up. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am Jay. Uh, with me always is Bob and Corey. We are already an episode deep tonight, so you're gonna have to forgive us for being slightly punch drunk. But that's I okay. Want to know uh, what kind of what you've been what you put in your weenies this morning? Know what love is? I want you to blow me. That's, oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is the first time a lot of people are hearing us. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> so is is this the first the first official uh, we're on the network now? Yeah, Podfix announced us. Uh, it was either when this episode aired, is it either yesterday or this morning that we were announced as a member of the Podfix Network? <laughs> nice. So, yep, you're stuck with us now, douches. Uh, <laughs> Until they kick us out. Sorry. <laughs> like somebody uh, screaming at their computer like, these fuckers <laughs> listen to Night Ranger. All right, I'm done. I'm out. Oh, that's, that doesn't even scratch the surface. <laughs> yeah, no, just just you wait. Uh, so tonight, uh, we got a pretty simple topic, but it's going to be pretty in-depth because um, we are nothing if not nostalgia hounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about... We're going to pause you there. Uh, I do have a rundown with a couple of topics on it. Oh, oh, oh. we're going to talk about something else on the rundown. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me open uh, open uh, Google here. I'm rolling down the road and flirting with my ass crack. <laughs> Jeez, first Night Ranger, now Molly Hatchet. <laughs> What's next, Steely Dan? What's with these sister fucking reprobates? I'm not listening. I have to listen more. We're going to listen to the rest of this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We do have some stuff to talk about. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. So. Oh, I see. <laughs> I looked this. Nice. All right. So, yeah, we are now a part of the Podfix Network. You can, follow, you can find the entire huge network of shows, uh, including the fantastic Florida Man podcast at podfixnetwork.com. Uh, the Florida Man podcast does not star just Bob and Corey. There's a, it's actually a whole separate show. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and I, I, Bob, I love the bullet point here of new podcast network, possible new listeners. If possible, <laughs> if not guaranteed, <laughs> if anyone is still listening, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I apologize for the night ranger a little bit, not too much because it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'm, yeah. I'm not bad. And there's only so um, much we can apologize for the current negative state of the person that's still listening yeah, to we, us right now. We, we'd be here all night if we keep apologizing. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, but uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, we have our own championship belt. Bob, do you have the belt handy to hold up? Uh, I do not. It's it's hanging up on its mantle at the moment. Well, you can't hold it up anyway because this is an audio this podcast, is a podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. and a video podcast. Here. No, wait. Hold on. Yeah, I'm holding it. Oh, there, wow. See. Look at it's that. It's beautiful, <laughs> isn't it? You look attached it, to the res- dildo. It looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So one of the things we do every month, uh, or at least we're trying to do every month, is we do uh, a defense of the Cretan Skill Championship. Hold, hold, hold uh, on. Pause for just one second, Bob. 
The Great American Challenge. Primo. Is that another obscure reference that nobody fucking gets tonight? God damn it, I'm batting a thousand tonight. The Great American Challenge is supposed to be like this mythical, like, bigger than is uh, humanly allowable dildo uh, that also just happens to be black. Right. You learned something tonight, kids. You learned something wow. tonight. Apparently, in some situations, the hue is important. I don't know anything about that, but I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, crystal crusted is really the only way you got to go. I mean, just, right. No, no. Figure it out. Yeah, because the ones that get used don't really hold their value all that well. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like driving a car <laughs> off the lot. It depreciates the second it touches, you know? It's... <laughs> so anyway. Wow, Chris and Keith are going to kick us off the network instantly. <laughs> Okay, well, that's their loss. It's fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> not like it hasn't happened before. Yeah, exactly. So we have we have a championship belt that we 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 offer defenses of. Now you don't actually get to keep the belt unless you're one of the three of us because we don't know you fucking reprobates. You're not going to give it back, especially goobs. Sorry, you, you don't get it. You, it'll just be the fucking foreskin championship after that, and we're not <laughs> we're not playing that game. Uh, but anyway, that's fine. We have we have a belt. And we do defend it every month. Uh, and this last I, month... I, it, I am giving out uh, highball glasses to anybody who wins it, though. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, so this past month, obviously, it's Oscar season. It's award season. And uh, <laughs> we, we, we do every year an Oscar pick'em. Uh, and every year, I swear I'm going to win. And every year, I decidedly do not win. Uh, I'm pretty this, sure I this had... This year, there was a lot of upsets. I, I, I'm pretty sure this year I had the worst record. Uh, I think I got one correct. Uh, you got two. Two, two. Okay, so I'm 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 on par with how I did last year. But our, <laughs> but our our new champion, uh, who is our previous champion, by the way, Bob? the guy that just put that in the chat window. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a lot happening on the right hand side of my screen right now. Um, you know what? Everything he's put in the chat has not stayed there on the screen for me. And then that actually shows up. I I like. That there is a Coke can for scale. <laughs> that is a hell of a paperweight. There, that's, oh man, this like you could you could put a little hat on that. I, <laughs> like, it's a hat rack. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, so who who is the previous champion, Bob? Uh, previous champion last month was Goobs. Okay, yeah, Goobs. Uh, Goobs was the foreskin champion. Uh, but we have uh, we have a new champion, and uh, it's Corey. Corey won the Oscar pick'em uh, um, by uh, by yeah, just kicking the shit out of everybody in the pick'em this year. Uh, so what? Who? Somebody won something? Yeah, you yes, won the Corey. You won the Cretans Guild championship. Oh, nice. And he's actually our first ever two-time champion. What was what was the first time? The you were the inaugural champion. Oh, for oh that's right for Rumbo when we were doing the whole uh, head-to-head thing. Oh yeah, shit yeah. yeah okay, fuck it. Oh, so I'm a returning champion. Nice. Yeah. Yep. So what kind of clout but, does this come with? Absolutely none. None. Uh, I'm actually I'm I'm challenging you. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe I, I laid it down. And I don't know if you ever replied to it. Um. So what we're gonna do is for for St. Patrick's Day. Ooh. The two of us, you and I, because I am laying the challenge down, because I have not had my fucking rematch from losing it last year. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I'm you, laying you, the you, challenge down. You can you can do the heel magic, by the way. Go wild. I, I, oh, I know. I, I, I know. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, I am laying the challenge down where you and I each have to invent a drink. We have to invent... Oh, that's right. No, no, I did see it. Um, yeah. We invent a recipe. Uh-huh. It will be posted on the Cretans Guild Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and wherever else we are, Facebook, Instagram, Tout... 
um, busybodies.com, Christian Mingle, all these places. Uh, we'll be posting this. Singlefarmers.com. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Animalhusbandry.com. Uh, <laughs> we'll be posting the poll. No, I got banned from that. And you, oh, psh, damn it. Well. And you guys will get to vote on what you think is the better drink. And whoever wins is going to be the champion going into April. Uh, which brings us into WrestleMania season. And if you guys have never been on the show or heard the show before, WrestleMania season's a big goddamn deal for us. Uh, two years we ago. We like wrestling. Two years ago, we did 19 weeks of wrestling coverage. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't on purpose. It just fucking happened. Yeah. Um, it was capped with Bob and Corey doing 36 hours at WrestleMania in Orlando. <laughs> Oh, God, it felt like And having to recap it for the show, and it just kind of basically falling apart and basically being, show long, bright lights. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so that's that's what's going to happen. We're going to have a drink competition. Uh, I will, I I play an evil heel on Twitter Mm -hmm. when it involves the belt. So yeah, give us a follow. So since this is between the two of you, should I referee it? Hmm. Special referee stipulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think that would be good. You know, because I think having the polls there to figure out, you know, what people think looks better is good. But having you actually do the taste test challenge and picking the winner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would be a good idea. I like I this. Am, I accept this responsibility wholeheartedly. Fantastic. And- all right. So fuck you all, listeners. Your polls mean <laughs> nothing. Bob is the goddamn arbiter of our of our futures here. So, yeah. Cool. Let's go. Cool. He, like g- he gets to be McFoley, the, uh, the yeah. refereeing commissioner. Yeah, he's the commish. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh uh-huh. you like how you like how we brought that up? Yeah. I like it. So Good which, stuff. which which one of us is Edge and who's Christian? Oh no no Corey is Corey is Gargano, you're Champa. <laughs> it's coming. You're gonna get thrown into a screen. Well that means we're gonna have one really awesome match and then you're gonna go somewhere for a couple of months. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna get hurt. He's yeah, gonna that's, hurt that's, his that's what's gonna By the way, by the way not to derail or anything, but did we hear anything about that? He's okay. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Okay. Yeah, he's fine. It was it was all a work. It was it was all a work. work. Well, yeah. I think he legitimately tweaked his ankle a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's well enough where he can keep going. Oh, really? Because there uh, there were reports from like because they went on a road trip the next night and people are saying he's performing and he was fine. Oh, so no so. blimps or anything. Yeah, he kept relacing his boot as if he seriously had a problem, and the doctors came out at one point, so oh. I wasn't sure how serious it was. All right. Uh, so moving on to the next topic before we get to the big one, this is this is a, a quick discussion. It's probably more for Bob and I than 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 Corey, but Corey, feel free to weigh in because it does have to deal with animation, and animation's awesome. So Disney Plus, if you guys uh, haven't heard of it, <laughs> I, I, I envy the ability that you have to live under a rock <laughs> with your fingers and your ears. Yeah, Disney Plus is awesome. All right. uh, yeah, fuck it. I'm happy to give my money to the mouse. The mouse is great. Take my money and give me more Star Wars content. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of, uh, so Corey Van Dyke on Twitter, uh, who is at Corey underscore Wolfpack, uh, is a pretty deep insider for Star Wars information. He he runs a couple, he runs a site, uh, and he's been able to to have a few sources give him some good information lately. Uh, and one of the big ones uh, that just broke, I think yesterday, right, Bob? Uh, last night, late last night. Well, as of this recording, yeah. Uh, is that there is going to be a sequel to Star Wars Rebels coming exclusively to Disney+. Plus? Now, if you hadn't watched Star Wars Rebels, uh, shame on you, because it's goddamn glorious. It's only four seasons. It, it's only four seasons, and it's fu- it's a fucking breeze, because everything ties in, so you just... It's kind of like Deep Space Nine and the fact that you just, you just watch. So it is both a breeze and it's gorgeous? Yes. Mm. Yes. Why does that sound familiar? Hello. <laughs> mm. 
I don't know. I'm going to go model. Uh, so uh, the what we know about the show so far uh, is that it is going to star Ahsoka and Sabine, uh, uh, who is uh, one of the Mandalorians. Uh, Dave Filoni is on board. It's supposed to release, uh, rumored to release in November of 2020, so later this year. It'll be on Disney+, and there is no official word yet on Ezra or Grand Admiral Thrawn, uh, but if you know anything about the series, chances are it's going to have something to do with Ezra and or Grand Admiral Thrawn. I think they're going to be one of the focal points. I think they would have to be because without it, huh? Like, <laughs> we, you know, we, we talked briefly, Bob, earlier, and I think you brought up a good point that we're going to see the fall of Mandalore finally. Yeah, um, I think and, it's going to start off as a search for Ezra, and then the fall of Mandalore happens. Like, oh, we need to re, we need to go back and take care of this shit. I think this is going to be our bridge to the Mandalorian. I think this is because we have a really weird gap right now. Uh, between uh, the end of episode f- six and the start of Doesn't episode Rebels seven. Does Rebels take place before New Hope? It does take place before New Hope. So yeah, let's ignore that, what I just said. Uh, but I still think that we're going to see at least some <clears throat> seeds sown for, for the Mandalorian here because the Mandalorian mentioned the fall of Mandalore. All right, like it says Mandalore has fallen, mm-hmm. but we don't really, that's never mentioned in the original trilogy. You know, it's just, hey, there's Boba Fett, and he's kind of a quiet douchebag. That's all we have yeah, about Mandalorian. The, the original trilogy doesn't really go into too in depth onto what Boba Fett actually is, who he is, or no, he's not. He's not he wasn't supposed to become Boba Fett. I mean, that's the thing about him. Yeah, he he just uh, uh, he just attained some sort of cult of personality by looking cool uh, until he got thrown off of a fucking barge. Well, the most involvement the character had was in the holiday special. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he got. And then his final destiny was to be swallowed up by an anal dentata, you know. So. <laughs> With fangs. That. God damn yes. It. Exactly. Oh Jesus. <laughs> that came out the nose. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Don't drink yeah. while you're listening to our podcast, by the way. <laughs> or do it might help you get through it. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so uh, a Rebels sequel. Uh, there's all kinds of places they could go. One of the neat things about Rebels is they really kind of. Uh, dove a little bit deeper into the nature of the Force on the show, which is pretty cool because they haven't done that anywhere else, which is kind of weird considering there's been nine fucking movies now uh, where the Force is just a thing, but on Rebels it was a character kind of. And a place. Yeah, it was a, it was a character and it was a place. It was kind of like, uh, like Gotham in Batman the Animated Series. It was an ever-present thing. Um, and it was it was awesome, and I I really enjoyed the series. And as someone who watched it when it first aired on uh, XD, I didn't really care for it. I couldn't get into it because I kept missing episodes. So much like Deep Space Nine, when I first watched it, it was like I have no fucking clue what's going on here. Uh, <laughs> I've missed three episodes. Why is Quark now friends with Odo? You know, like <laughs> it, it's it's something where you need to see as much as you can. And watching it back to back, and 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 knowing what's happening. And getting the full picture from it on Disney Plus is a great experience, and it's easy to watch. It's quick. It's fun. Uh, so I do suggest you give it a shot. Uh, and of course, the new Clone Wars series starts in ten days, nine days now. Um, oh God, we're that close to it. Yeah, we're that close to it. Uh, nice. So if you've not watched Clone Wars, definitely do so because Clone Wars is goddamn amazing uh, and completely redeems the original trilogy or the the prequel trilogies. Um, it's. A great series. Absolutely wonderful. I get the feeling I'm uh, getting some hot tips here. A bit, yes. Yes, of course. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, thankfully, the um, info here uh, might be necessary, um, but the Hulu's bundled with uh, Disney Plus nowadays, right? 
It is. As like, yes. as like a thing, like two bucks more and you get both. Uh, it, it's like $12 and change, which I, with tax is like 14 bucks. You get both of them and ESPN Plus for free. So basically Disney Plus and Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, because I've already got Hulu and that's like a cool eight, nine bucks a month anyway. So it was like, all right, fuck it. Why not? I might as well. Bob and I both love World According to Jeff Goldblum. Uh, the Imagineering story is fucking incredible. Mm. Oh, my God. That I'm really wanting to see, actually. Like, out of all the things on there that I'm like, I'm mostly interested in watching that. The Imagineering story, like, it goes into, like, uh, it goes into the Mark Davis um, uh, stuff, right? It goes into everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, it starts from their fucking stuff in Missouri. Uh-huh. Like, starting in Missouri to now. Like, it's it's eight episodes, six episodes? Uh, eight. I think it's, I think it's eight episodes and it's, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Cool. And it was, uh, created or directed by UbiWorks's daughter. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's, oh. it's amazing. Shit. All right. <laughs> I have zero, like, I, I have regrets about some of my streaming services where I'm like, this is kind of a waste of money. I don't fucking use this. I use Disney plus almost every day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um just you know working from home i'll toss on fucking yeah. the computer wore tennis shoes on my second monitor we were watching nat geo earlier today yeah i, I victor and i watch nat geo stuff all the time I'll, i had uh gargoyles playing the other day just as background noise while i was working so it's it's spectacular absolutely wonderful stuff hmm. all right speaking but of cartoons good. with a fucking spell stellar uh voice cast yeah absolutely yeah uh, the, oh yeah Corey, all the ducktales Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Old and new. Okay. Yep. All right. So a lot of the Disney afternoon stuff. Yep. Okay. And Gravity Falls and Star vs. the Forces of Evil mm-hmm. and Phineas and Ferb. Like, yeah. It's 90s Spider-Man. Yeah. 90s X-Men. So you can relieve X-Men. how terrible that show was. Yeah. I know. I'm kind of uh, good with the 90s cartoons. I'm fine. <laughs> but you know what? You know what we've got here, guys? We have an extra logical segue, don't we? A segue! Oh, oh shit. My God. Okay. For, for our new listeners, this happens like three, four times a year uh, where, we, where we have a natural segue. Usually it's like, okay, now we're going to talk about, <laughs> I need to create a jingle. That was our segue of the year. <laughs> so uh, we are, we are nostalgia hounds. Um, you know, we, we do, I mean, we're kids of the eighties. You know, everything was better in the eighties as, as everyone knows. Um, so we want to, you know, we wanted to kind of talk about. The belief that they don't make them like they used to, you know, and and this is, I, I hear a lot of you saying, okay, dinosaur or ten four dinosaur, okay, boomer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're fucking <laughs> Gen X. We'll drown you in tax debt. Don't start with us. Yeah, Corey, you this is this is kind of your your thought, baby. Here, so why don't you uh, you break this down for us? Okay, boomer, prostates don't exist. Um. <laughs> <laughs> It's like time. <laughs> Band-aid consumption. And the G-spot. Well, you're going to learn the hard no, way. Um, <laughs> it's not that it doesn't exist. It's that your will to find it does not. Yeah, this thing has been like eating up my ass like a bunch. Because the, the one thing you see a lot... I don't want to get into how metaphorical that was supposed to be. But, um, right. Um... <laughs> You, this is something you see on Twitter like way too fucking much, or YouTube. <laughs> Honestly, it's a lot of a lot of like nerd. What the fuck are you laughing? Oh <laughs> um, shit! Anyway, God, this, this just <laughs> <laughs> so much for that perfect segue. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I don't necessarily hold the belief that any segue is perfect. 
Um, okay, sorry. So you, this is something that you see a lot, like especially when it comes from people our age, but surprisingly from a lot of people that are younger than us that get into you know uh, subjects of a of a of a nerdy uh, interest um, or pop culture junkies. Just call that spade a shovel. Is this idea that like cartoons were were like somehow like a, a possessed of like a greater or some how more of an inarguable quality back in the day. And it's upon examination that doesn't really hold up, but I think it comes from this place of like, you know, the originator is always going to be the greatest. And that's not necessarily true 100% of the time either, but you'll see this in like arguments. And I think it reared its head most noticeably uh, with the recent Thundercats uproar. Oh, that was funny. I I just (laughs) just ignore that. Um, When people were like, yeah, the old Thundercats was like so much classier and so much better than this other stuff. And it's like, okay, we'll leave your, let's separate the opinion that the new, I mean, the new Thundercats cartoon, I don't think it originally started out as a Thundercats cartoon because completely different just vibes and audiences and concepts totally. And this isn't just like some other cartoon being brought into like a style that's popularized, like the manga style or something. The original Thundercats was like a straight up action fantasy. This is the, uh, I don't really know what it is, but it's the old bean mouth snarky thing that began with Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever type of cartoon that's called. But it was like, if you looked at the older stuff, the better, I guess, um, realization of the whole Thundercats concept would have come in like 2010 or 2011 when they did that reboot. Mm-hmm. That kind of aped the whole manga look because, well, guess what? The original Thundercats was animated by Japanese studios anyway. So there wasn't there, this, this, the, so the the evolution was like more natural at that point, but looking at the old stuff, it's just like plainly either a ripoff of Shazam, and that's being generous with it, and at worst, uh, a poorly realized um, juvenile power fantasy with like flatlining dialogue all over the fucking place and nonsensical plots uh, all the way up until yeah, it it happens. I'm next to a major road. Oh, this <laughs> is this something else we're gonna have to introduce new listeners to? Major road. Major Road? Oh, thank you. General Panic. Yes. Um, <laughs> is that, yeah, I live next to like a big road and people are like constantly racing up and down it and it just kind of happens. Every once in a while, though, you'll get wreckage <laughs> and you'll hear that a lot more clear. Um, so Thundercats. Please give us play by play if that happens. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to because at that point you'll see me walk out of frame like this and then you'll hear the blinds open up and then you'll hear me going like, oh. Head on, huh? Shit. (laughs) (sighs) Motorcycle versus, that looks like an SUV. Welcome to Florida. Yeah, the Thundercats was not that great. They had some some bomb-ass toys. I'm not going to take that away from them. Those things were heavy-duty as hell. But the stuff doesn't hold up. And neither does, uh, and as I was kind of like rudely uh, reminded of last night, neither does does fucking Transformers. (laughs) That's, it's, (laughs) no, that show is a very difficult watch. At least with Thundercats, the animation was halfway decent with Rankin and Bass. Yeah. Transformers was... Transformers, you had some, like, silky silky smooth shit in the intro, because guess what? TMS did the intro. Um, That's kind of like what they were on contract for back in the day. If it was a Deke cartoon or something that looks like it might have come from overseas or was animated overseas, TMS made it look sexy in the first 10, 15 seconds of it. The rest of it just looked like ass. The intros are what they use to sell the show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, the the toy lines were made. The intros were created by these animation studios, and they sold them to networks. Yeah. And and, and that and then you got yeah, you know, it's just fucking shit. It, yeah. For the, if this is an individual podcast again. Yeah. Uh, I just mimed like I was a marionette. Yeah, um. he, he he did a he did a sitting robot. 
I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, for... Anyway. For me, G.I. Joe is the perfect example. Like, mm-hmm. I adore G.I. Joe. Fucking right. love G.I. Joe. Looking back at the original G.I. Joe series now, it's awful. It's fucking atrocious. Like, it's hackneyed dialogue, terrible mm-hmm. animation, reused animation all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, just reused animation cycles where it's like, hey, Grunt just ran by again. Great. Um, <laughs> and then I look at stuff like G.I. Joe Renegades that came mm-hmm. out earlier uh, in the decade on uh, The Hub, which, mm-hmm. you know, pour a little liquor out for that one, because uh, that was an awesome network that died too early. Dan versus... Um, Hardly knew you. Yep. Yep. Uh, it was, and G.I. Joe Renegades is goddamn incredible, but it suffers from the, well, it's not the original. It's not mm-hmm. good. I don't like it. It's terrible. Yeah. But it's better. Like, it has a soul. Story quality, production wise, is there anything that you're like singling so, out here? Or is it like, like just a complete package all around better? So it's, it's a, uh, a full story. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's serialized. It's not just a it's not just a bad guy of the week or you know mm-hmm. what did Cobra Commander get up to this week, guys? <laughs> um, you I know, need it's... my throat lozenges. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Starscream. So there's same fucking guy. <laughs> I'm so there's sure. actually like a logical progression to the plot. The animation is significantly better. The music is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice acting is better. Like just top to bottom, everything's better. And you want to know a really, really good example of yesterday versus today? Yes. Voltron. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. Voltron today blows the original one out of the water, and I loved the original Voltron. Now, before anybody gets their hackles up by the original, you mean what we did to it. Yes, I, that's why I say Voltron, not Go Lion. Right, because we basically took like a whole bunch of uh, disparate uh, animes. Uh, not us, personally. Don't blame us. <laughs> <laughs> We're just the messenger. But we took like a bunch of disparate animes and just basically like Frankenstein all of them to all of them together in an editing room in order to create like a our own property to sell you know sell action figures with because that was that was like the prevailing strategy at the time it was always the toy lines that came first and whoever like we could grab a license for for uh-huh. uh, for whatever you know Japan wanted to sell us at the time because you know anime wasn't even like a subculture at that point unless it was among those who were in the know but. You know, we were like fucking five at the time, and we were, you know, uh, uh, scrubs. I don't really know how to put it. We were the unwashed. <laughs> we did not know the uh, uninitiated. Yeah. So, um, like, that was bad. Uh, what we did to Robotech was, uh, according to some people, a fucking travesty, <laughs> um, among other things. But it was the same sort of story. It came to us cheaply because all we did was want to import it and then grab the license for the, for the sole purpose of creating product. And all it was was a boxed product. Now, not to be, like, blindly uh, uh, cynical about it. Everything that we consume in media form is a boxed-ass product. It's just that yeah. nowadays, a lot of people, a lot of the creative juice that's behind most of these uh, contemporary uh, presentations and productions, well, they grew up on the same stuff that we did. And I bet you dollars to dingoes that they didn't, or they also had like the unrefined or uh, uh, you know innocence that we watched those uh, shows through, but they had the same questions we did. Why did the show, like... For about a minute or so, look fucking amazing. Look like everything that our imaginations, uh, that, excuse me, look like everything that matched up to our imaginations. But the rest of the show looked like complete ass and make no sense. We just knew that some guys were going to transform a little bit. Some punches were going to be thrown. For some weird reason, Megatron is swapping uh, like the statue of Lincoln sitting <laughs> uh, <laughs> sitting up in Washington D.C. with himself, and that's supposed to make sense to us. Like, all right, 
he's a cosmic despot who wants to conquer another planet and then also Earth, but for some reason he's getting into politics this week. Um, <laughs> and that, even even us as five-year-olds just kind of like played along with it. Like, all right, guys, we don't <laughs> look on whatever, Grandpa. We don't know what you're getting at, but <laughs> at least the toys are awesome. <laughs> and guess what? The toys, they're not that great anymore either. <laughs> You had mentioned intros earlier, and I think when people mention like the original run of G.I. Joe, they don't think of the show itself. They probably think of the intro of G.I. Joe the movie. Crashing through the night. Oh, yeah. God. The Nothing can live up to that intro. Of Cobra. Yeah. Cobra! It, it's, it, that's goddamn magic. Yeah. Like, that, is, yeah. that is fucking cartoon sex right there. It is so good. <laughs> um, it's the same idea too like uh, with uh, real Ghostbusters whenever you see a gif of that it's like all four drawing the wands yep, and yep. that like masterfully uh, that masterfully composed scene and a lot of the episodes do look as good as that intro but guess what that's like maybe 5% of them Yeah, we just happen to the, like the the uh, the grindhouse wheel just happened to land on a good studio for that week. But then but then you look at today's cartoons we're, 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 I, I guess we're just talking animation here um you look at stuff like uh, Gravity Falls or mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb, mm-hmm. which have these fucking amazing intros, spectacular, amazing intros that paint exactly what the show is. Mm-hmm. But the episodes look that good, too. Yep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they don't miss a fucking beat. For like, the most part, for the most part. Like, there's yeah, a couple. Okay. There's, there's, there's some stuff where it's like, yeah, it, it, this, is, this is a very static shot because you couldn't afford to get any more moving backgrounds or anything like that. I understand that. I get yeah. it. But for the most part, the shows look amazing and they sound amazing and yeah. the stories are great and it's it's good stuff at bare minimum you're going to have like ropey production values that are tough to shoehorn into a 30 or a 20 minute runtime even yeah um using transformers as a further example i just started watching prime the other night which is a 3d animated one you know how i feel about 3d projects that are animated for television mm-hmm. it's like it's like rubbing tabasco sauce in my eyes i can still see but it's gonna hurt you know <laughs> It has to, it has to, it has to be like parallel to a certain economy in order to make that deadline, in order to make that, uh, in order to get everything in the can before a certain amount of months are up. So, guess what? The textures aren't going to be as uh, high def as you would see them be in uh, in a production made for a movie or something. You you can mm-hmm. see this like plainly in between the how uh, how to train your dragons between the uh, cinema productions Very and the television so. productions. Oh Very shit! Oh, shit. It's like night and day. Uh, in a desert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why I can't watch I can't watch the television versions because they look that bad. And the stories might be great. I don't know. You'd know more than I would. But I haven't. Oh, they're not that good. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I watched one of the episodes of the Train Your Dragon, mm-hmm. and um, they're bad. Stoic is Stoic is walking around instead of uh, having like a, a flowing beard. Uh-huh. It looks like he's wearing cardboard because it's moving with his head yeah. in like this oh. vertical movement. Uh, yeah. Um, um, soft body dynamics are, a, are a, a luxury a luxury afforded to bigger studios. I mean, I get it. Rendering is expensive and time consuming. Yeah, it's it's a bitch. You should see the rigs they put behind those sort of uh, sort of sets, setups, by the way. But that would be an exhibit for the defense <laughs> because that's a modern day cartoon <laughs> that sucks. Um but uh, which is not often, which isn't which isn't often, which is another testament to like how kind of good we have it nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but setting aside original productions like Gravity Falls and Star vs. the Forces of Evil and stuff away from what we're putting uh, putting it up against nowadays is like um, like we were, I was just saying with uh, Transformers Prime, uh, the animation, eh, it's up and down. Story's great. 
I'm kind of tired of seeing Cliff uh, Cliffjumper eat it and everything that he's in. Fucking preach your <laughs> lips to God's ears, dude. <laughs> and there's like, I was like, this is starting out really strong. This they got the Rock before he was like action movie royalty to do the voice of Cliffjumper. That's pretty cool. And no way. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Sorry if you don't know this because I've already intimated it, you know, uh, to its uh, conclusion. But he fucking dies in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's not, it's not like a it's not like a tiny death. It's a fucking grisly murder that he yeah. dies from. It's it's like oh oh yeah. shit okay oh god. <laughs> but but it's for a reason, which is how I, which is how the story is approaching me as something that's yeah. supposed to be like. Uh, uh, more than what you're being shown in that one episode. Okay, we've got a narrative development here, but not just as like a story arc for that first season, which I do have problems with, by the way, not to nitpick. We'll get to that at some point later on. They're really invested in this shit. We're getting fully, mm-hmm. we're getting fully realized character profiles here. That's fucking fantastic. I hated seeing Cliff Jumper eat it. Not just because he's become the Sean Bean of the Transformers universe. And you knew I was going to use that joke at some point. I want Sean Bean to voice him in the next movie that he's in, by the way. (laughs) That needs to come full circle. It's not like Sean Bean's... Well, even if he is doing something, he's like one of the hardest working dudes in Hollywood. He's up well, for he, it. Trust he can me. also he can also spare thirty minutes to record his lines because he's just going to fucking die. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So how long am I in this one? That was a terrible Sean Bean. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's that, okay. We still that, love it. That was almost my Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was that way. And even like cartoons that I'm not expecting that much about have been like impressing the shit out of me. And I could go back to Scooby-Doo for that mess, which the animation is not 100% on point for every episode, but that story is great. Dare I say challenging, because like I mentioned before uh, in the previous episode, you're not meant to like any of the characters in the show. But I finished it up uh, like uh, I think two nights ago and got to the end of it. And it was like, God damn it. These guys went all fucking in as far as the story went. Not to spoil anything, because to mention anything about it would be to be a spoiler. But yeah, that was another thing where they could have just been like, okay, a lot of Gen Xers are going to watch this anyway, and they're probably going to do it high. It doesn't have to be great. And the people that were behind the show was like, fuck that, we're going to make this shit great. I don't care. And we're going to make it sneakily great. <laughs> because you're not going to expect anything. We're going to make it great. Just don't tell anybody. You, you know what's you know, a, a really good example that's shown a... a kind of an incredible progression from where it started in the seventies with, uh, super friends are mm-hmm. DC animated properties. Yes. So you start with super friends and, and the challenge of the justice league or whatever the fuck it was called, which mm-hmm. was atrocious. Yeah. The, the best thing about those are the fucking cartoon network. Solomon Grundy Walt pants too. <laughs> you know, like those are the best things about the, no. the super friends. The best things, the best version of those were the ones that were dubbed over. Yeah. Yeah. Because they knew yeah. that this is the, this is where their audience was at this point in their lives. Kind of like the OG GI Joe. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, the, with the PSAs. The Fensler films, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pork chop sandwiches. And fucking big ups to that guy who turned that into a Hollywood career. What, what did he go on to do? I think he's working on gumball now. Eat shit, really? But but yeah, he's he's working on something. Or he was he was working in Hollywood, and now he's like the head of an advertising agency. So like he's doing great. Yeah. Um. So fucking good for him. Uh huh. So you you go from Super Friends, and then you've got uh Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series, which mm-hmm. are not as good as you remember. Right. Uh- <laughs> still still good. But not as good as you remember, but definitely a step up from Super Friends. Uh-huh. But you take those and you move them forward, and now you've got Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, which are, again, 
not as good as you remember, mm-hmm. but still very good. Justice League Unlimited in particular is kind of an exercise in just spinning plates and keeping them all afloat mm-hmm. uh, without everything crashing down because you've got like a cast of hundreds of characters. And it's it's really a testament to Andrea Romano and how amazing she is as a voice casting director. Oh, shit, yeah. Because because that show is unbelievable. She She's pretty much qualified for legend status at this point in the industry, she really, right? She really is. She she needs a fucking Oscar. Like, she's uh-huh. that good. But now you take it all, all the way to where we're at now mm-hmm. with how goddamn incredible Young Justice is. Right. And this is, this is a show that died, <laughs> mind you, because... No one fucking watched it. I didn't have cable. I'm 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 guilty. Yeah, well, I didn't have cable at the time either. But it was a god. It's a goddamn amazing show, mm-hmm. and it's so fucking good. The animation's yeah. great. The stories are great. The characters are great. The voice casting is great again because of Andrew Romano. I'll I'll say this. Could use a bit more Lobo, but that's a personal preference. Well, yeah, but <laughs> let's face it. What DC property couldn't? Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think that's a great example, at least from my opinion. I think it's a great example. Um, the one thing to me that – because you know every time somebody brings up Batman TAS is one of those they don't make them like this anymore bits. Uh-huh. is like, all right, I'm, about, I'm always fixing to bite a, a bite a chunk out of that conversation because, man, some of those episodes were straight ass. Oh, yeah. And I always bring up the first season of Batman the Animated Series as like the example pro tempore of this – no strong words – of this idea that everything is hollowed and everything was perfect once upon a time. That is not the case. If you can watch uh, Christmas with the Joker with a straight face and tell me that that is like, that's like sits at the top of, uh, of, of like animation royalty. I don't think we'll have too much to say to each other afterwards <laughs> unless you buy me expensive drinks. And that's just the one example. That's the one I always run to. Other ones afterwards that I have seen in like recent days because I'm like, okay, maybe I'm giving this thing uh, a hard time. It's just cute. Whenever it comes to that show, I'm always filled with so much self-doubt about what I think about that show now that I'm always trying to reassure myself that it was as good as I remember it. (laughs) (laughs) And it fucking isn't. Here's why the DCEU, this is how they figured out how to win season after season after season. Because they took everything that had came before and they evolved it. And the thing is, you've seen that most plainly in Batman the Animated Series. Visually speaking, it brands itself on you. Like, taking it to a completely new place that was inspired by something that is so vintage, so primordial, that it's alien, and yet acceptable and comfortable to the younger-than-young audience that it was being sold to, fucking don't tell me that's not a triumph. That was killer. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a ground level development though. Everything else had to hold it up. It doesn't do a great job of that. But but the second season does. The second season takes everything that they had established for awkward or worse in the first season and is like, you know what? Let's start building on top of this. Let's make this stuff make sense to the people that are watching it. Let's start making myth. And then every other show afterwards, despite its problems, does that as well. Which is why I think that like the DCEU culminated with Justice League Unlimited, and why I think that them kind of like uh, dropping all that while they were ahead was probably a good idea. I'll agree with that. Because then at some point you develop, you uh, you kind of like devolve into a self-parody, and then you get uh, Batman and Harley Quinn, which I'm a bias, I love that movie, but mm, <laughs> it didn't resonate with everybody, <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> Meredith kind of foolishly put that on one day with Victor. Oh, no. No, no. And, and like <laughs> stopped it, stopped it like two minutes in. She's like, yeah. uh, no, go to your room. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, see, that was one of the mistakes with that movie because they, 
they knew that their audience was going to be old enough to watch it by themselves, but they forgot that most of their audience were also parents by that point. Yep. And they were going to be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, hey, Vic, remember those cartoons I used to tell you a lot about when you were way too young to understand what I was saying? This is what it is. You get to know what's what tonight. And what's up is Harley Quinn taping Nightwing to the fucking bed and not really raping him. It was consensual, but it was still in something that... It's still a difficult conversation to have with a nine-year-old. Right, because <laughs> because you're not going to open that conversation with your kid like, well, you know, maybe Nightwing's into something that not everyone's into. <laughs> exactly. And then your kid's going to be like, oh, like water sports? And you're like, exactly, like water sports, yes. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan! <laughs> I'm way more sophisticated than you give me credit for, Dad. <laughs> yes, but you're three. Child services is still a thing. So yeah, that was that was kind of like uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. As much as I enjoyed it, it, was kind of like when it veers off into like way too self-referential territory. And I believe that's like the end result of everything evolving too far. You know, eventually you get King Douchebag, and King Douchebag is not for everybody. <laughs> King Douchebag well. is the dead end. <laughs> But King King Douchebag, much like Wu-Tang, for the children. You're right. And that cannot be denied. <laughs> He's going on tour with King Diamond later. I'm sorry. I'd see that concert. I, I would be there. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd wear a poncho because probably a lot of bodily fluids flying all, flying all over the place. But So, yeah, there's that. Batman Animated Series is is probably like my uh, is like my keystone for this arc. Like, there's a lot of great about it. And not to beat a dead horse. It's not gospel. It's far from gospel. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. I appreciate what it built mm-hmm. and what it led to. Yeah. It was a great foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what I th- what I think has kind of like uh kind of like dovetailed into this misleading concept is the fact that like before a lot of the animation that we grew up with in the 80s, uh most of the stuff that came before that was fucking choice before the 70s even. We'll say was that it was before the 70s. Yeah, as much as I have a distaste for Tom and Jerry's simplistic shenanigans, it, they're beautiful cartoons. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, back, okay. They're, they're like, visually speaking, it's just, it's just suck horror, you know? And Oh, yeah, I mean, Looney Tunes shit is art. Yeah. It's fucking gorgeous. Like, it's... I was thinking of stuff that was on when I got home from school, like Sherlock Holmes in the future and Lone Star. Well, that was still the 80s. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes. But, but like seventies cart seventies cartoons for the most part were pretty great. Like you got the original Scooby Doo. It, it you know it's goofy as shit, uh-huh. but it was beautiful to see. Um, yeah, the guy those fucking Jetsons. backgrounds were gorgeous. Yeah, the Jetsons. Mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century. I was trying desperately to remember the That's name of that it. show. One of the funniest things is that, uh, and, and and here's here's like a here's like another part of this discussion that might lead into like a whole another episode. We'll leave that up in the air. It could be it could be drawn up to expectations as well because I remember not really, I mean as like as like a lifelong Sherlock Holmes dude when I had somebody tell me about that it was somebody that I was trying to I was trying to get into somebody's pants and they were like oh so you should watch this and I was like oh sure I'll, I'll watch it it's probably like all funny and ironic <laughs> um, what did I fucking know I was younger and I watched it and I was like you know what this really isn't that bad because I expected it to suck balls out loud. Sure. I expected it to suck balls through a yep. two millimeter wide tube. <laughs> kind of leads me back to uh, our conversation from the future <laughs> with uh, with regards to uh, Angry Birds and the Emoji Movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I expected them to be garbage, right? Like just hot fucking steaming piles of garbage. And like I walked away going, "Oh, wasn't that bad? <laughs> that could have been a lot worse." Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Technically, none of them leapt off the screen and mugged you in the theater or That's where true. you were seeing them. So, yeah, the Pleasant could have been experienced in comparison. I, to be fair, I've never seen the Emoji movie. Um, 
I saw some of the Angry Birds movie over at Bob's house. I think the kids were watching it when I was over there too. So they they get yeah. them some Angry Birds. Birds are mad as fuck over at the Haynes household. I mean, I'm not I'm not telling you to go out and watch the Emoji movie. Let's let's get that fucking out there right now uh, for, for those listening now. Um, it's not worth watching. Okay. By any stretch of the imagination, it's, it's not worth it making a schedule for. Yeah. Like, Listen, I could stop like, by Total Wine and pick up some choice scotch. Would that be worth it? Yes. All right. Okay. If you have kids and they want to watch it, if you're if you're really fucking out of your gourd high as a kite and stumble across it somewhere, mm-hmm. or you just have nothing better to do, yeah, yeah, there are worse ways to spend time watching a movie than the Emoji Movie. Right. Patrick Stewart makes a cameo. He does. He does, and he fucking relishes that cameo too. Yeah. Like he is all about that shit, man. It's great. Is, isn't that the greatest thing when you expect something like an element of uh, of an entity to be like really subpar? And it just kind of it just blows you out of the water with like how yeah. much of uh, how much of uh, the performer or the director put themselves into that product, even though they didn't have to. Uh, it's Jemaine Clement in the fucking Rio movies. Oh, sh- yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Does that guy lean into that goddamn cockatiel? That guy is that guy's almost. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's there's a sentence that's never been said before. Everybody. <laughs> is that a euphemism? <laughs> you just created your own words. I did. You, you have overturned the George Carlin uh, theorem. <laughs> that, that's 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 an X factor, though. Jermaine Clement is somebody who can be described accurately as offensively talented. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. Accurate. Fuck his beautiful fucking face. Um, no, what this made me think of was full circle was the Transformer movie that uh, Bob let me see last night because it was about time that I'd seen it. I grew up at a time. Uh, you know, loving being in love with the you know the bots that change in the cars, um, and all my friends saw it when it came out, and I got the sticker book for it, so I kind of like had a rough idea of what the plot was. Holy shit, that guy can change into a planet. Why am I not seeing this? And I went for like roughly 30 years without having seen this movie once. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know how long I've been able to dodge it for for such a for such a long while, but last night was the first time I had seen it, and I wasn't expecting much because I know what the show looked like, and I'll tell you what. The animation, except for the stuff that they farmed out, there were certain sequences, and they were far and few in between, that looked like absolute quality, and they were usually mechanical sequences. But for the most part, yeah, mm-hmm. it was an ugly-ass tune. Those vocal performances, though? Ugh. Oh, it was a stellar Oh, my cast. God! Orson Welles? I thought... See, the thing is, is that, like, when you get Orson Welles to do a voice in quite an obviously uh, quite obviously what's a cartoon that's designed to sell fucking toys because he's too much on the doll in order to turn it down i figured he'd, he'd like phone the entire thing in but i forgot that's orson fucking wells everything that he has done is like 110% of himself coming up with the money even if he doesn't have it <laughs> trying to come up with the money uh, direction writing and the performances like every single performance he's ever turned in whether it was for one of his own movies or somebody else's was up to 11. And it was no different in this flick. Unicron? Fucking creepiest villain in any cartoon I've ever seen. You know what the biggest crime about that movie is? That Leonard Nimoy voiced Galvatron. And then when, uh, like, Gen 2 of Transformers starts up, they have this completely different voice. And it's when he shows up, the the other Decepticon's like, what's up with his voice? What happened? (laughs) Voice modulator got ruptured at the end of Transformers movie. Let's not talk about this. Move along, please. <laughs> but was it Transform- was it was it Gilbert Godfrey that did his voice? Because I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so. I, I've only seen the movie mm-hmm. once, and I was a kid. That was the one where Don Johnson played Hot Rod, right? Uh, I thought it was Judd Nelson. Judd right? Nelson. Oh, yeah. okay. Which was it's, it's kind of funny because his voice uh, his voice uh, performance was not bad at all, but he was the weakest. It's, consider that. 
consider that that he was the weak link in that cast. <laughs> so here's why I uh, here's why uh, the whole Leonard Nimoy Galvatron situation sucks out loud. It's not because it's Leonard Nimoy. He did pretty damn well with what he was given. But what he was given was bullshit. And double so if your name is Frank Welker. Because the reason that they had Nimoy on that cast is for, is for name recognition and solely. That's it. That's the only reason they had him in there. Because he sounded exactly, well, maybe an octave lower, but pretty much exactly like Frank Welker. You knew who he was supposed to be. They're pretty damn close. You sure. listened to him back to back, and it was like, they could have just kept Welker in the role, man. What's up with this? What are, you know, It's like two actors, two talented actors that were done super dirty by that production. But as far as like the vocal the cast went, except for the guy that did Blur, because fuck the Micro Machines guy, it's a gimmick. <laughs> oh, Robert Stack was Ultra Magnus. Robert Stack was the shit. He fucking carried the hell out of that guy. But again. Eric Idle was Rekgar. Yeah. Yeah, yep. he was he was giving kind of a raw deal too because his idea or his whole deal was that he like um he talked in like uh, infomercial colloquialisms or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of silly, but with the Weird Al song with playing the in weird, the background, that was a, be stupid. dude. That was a trippy scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a bit too much for the senses at times, which is another bad. <laughs> now why are they dancing? Yeah, suddenly <laughs> they were just like they were literally pulling the limbs off of each other, and then all of a sudden Grimlock shows up. I will argue isn't the life of any party he comes to. He all of a sudden, just by being there, is like, all Vi- right. Victor will fight fight you for saying that. No, I'm, no, I'm saying Grimlock is the tits. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you said he isn't. I was no, like, whoa. I, all I'm right. not going to be the guy just My 11-year-old is walking to Florida right yeah. now to punch you in the dick. Well, it's... Like... <laughs> I'll be on the lookout Hi, for him. <laughs> right in the ambit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Taz. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm not going to be the guy to say that, to say that he isn't. But man, if a dude was like ripping my limbs off and shit, and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh man, I I totally this is just a big under, misunderstanding." I'm going to be like, "Well, I would like to dance with you, but you've got my legs. Please give them back." <laughs> that was yeah. Narratively speaking, the uh, movie didn't hold up all that well either because there was a lot. It it didn't know when to slow down. That was. If a movie doesn't, if the movie's got like pacing problems, I'm gonna latch onto that like immediately. But mm, Optimus Prime dead. Everyone knows that. Like that first, the first five minutes of that movie are a hard watch. Um, but then later on, Ultra, Ultra Madness, uh, he also eats it because then Hot Rod has to get you know the MacGuffin. But they're able to put Ultra Magnus back together. What gives, fuckers? Yeah, that one. That one bothered at me least, a little bit. At least Prime was still in one piece when he checked out. Ultra Magnus was literally a jigsaw puzzle that fell off the table. <laughs> he was done. <laughs> Which, Prime, come on, pick a better officer. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. That was a surprising movie in a lot of ways. Not necessarily all positive, but that's kind of yeah. like, um, yeah. I-, I told you this last night, Corey, but I'll reiterate mm-hmm. it. It was when I went to see this movie for the first time, we were like 10 minutes late. Yeah. So we show up and sit down. It's like, oh, they're, they're already in like this big fight. What's going on? Uh-huh. Optimus is dead. Oh my god, what the hell? Because I think I was eight Mm -hmm. when this came out, and I was a huge Transformers fan. I was like, you just killed Optimus? Uh And after I had seen, like, Prowl and Cliffjumper and Jazz Mm -hmm. eat it, it it's like, oh my god, what what are you doing to these guys? Ah. Then they kill Starscream. I'm like, I'm okay with that. (laughs) You gotta break a a few eggs (laughs) every once in a while (laughs) in a robot uprising. Where all the robots can somehow transform into terrestrial objects. Ugh, whatever. 
Don't ask questions, kid. That's obnoxious and nobody likes it. I'll tell you. <laughs> shut up and eat your popcorn. <laughs> shut up and eat your popcorn. We'll buy you a fucking toy on the way out. I'll tell you this, though. The soundtrack for that movie, that shit killed. That was the soundtrack <laughs> of soundtracks. <laughs> and remember, this isn't nostalgia that I'm clinging on to here because I had never seen that movie before. I just know that when you give me a soundtrack that can literally cook fucking steak just by being in the same room with it, that it is a good <laughs> soundtrack. And that is a show worth returning to, at least every once in a while. Maybe not every year. My thoughts on Transformers the movie. We were talking about nostalgia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think we got it. I think we got it pretty well covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything from back in the day that holds up like 100%? Is there Justice League International. Justice League International does? Oh, the comic book. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a fair point. Does that count, though? Because there are some comics that they're never going to age. They're going to be perfect forever. A lot harder to fuck up comics because there's always that, uh, there's always that binary good versus evil narrative. The stuff that myths sure. are made of, right? Sometimes, um, sometimes you'll have character, uh, you'll have uh, character realizations that are a sign of the era in which they were written. Um, but that doesn't happen all that often. Like Guy Gardner's supposed to be the most obnoxious dude on the team. He's still also the most fun, or one of the most fun. Sure. Yeah, he's a dick. He's like a complete chauvinist piece of shit, right? Kind of a dude yeah. who's like over overcompensating for his masculinity. But you can still read that. And you can still read the tragedies that probably inform that uh, that uh, type of character anyway. That's fair. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. But fucking whatever, man. Old people don't know shit. <laughs> but we're old people. I know. We don't know shit. <laughs> Haven't you heard me talking for the last 15, 20 minutes? <laughs> All right. I think that is a good spot to kind of transition to our close. Let me, uh, let me just <sighs> say a couple of things before we do leave uh, so you guys can... Uh, let me let me keep stalling here while I reopen <laughs> Google Drive. Thump thump thumpity thump. Cool. So uh, do uh, we do thank you guys for for listening this far? If this is your first time listening to us, thank you for listening to us, and this will be your last time listening to us probably. <laughs> Don't promise we'll get better. Yeah, we 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 will do our best to improve. Uh, if you like pro wrestling talk, boy, are you guys in for a treat? Because yeah. because <laughs> the next the next forty seven weeks are going to be nothing but wrestling uh, as we as we get into re- the the road to WrestleMania. Somebody, oh god, um, it's in Florida. That's right. Our our straw man list that we're talking about right now is like, you know, I'd like the show if they talked about Peter Capaldi and uh, shitty uh, California pizza fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's so 2017, fellas. Sorry to disappoint. We haven't mentioned Peter Capaldi at all today. Yeah, well, now I did. How about that? Now you Keeping did. us on brand, Bob. That's what keeps the cash flowing into the Patreon. That's right. Speaking of Patreon, we do have a Patreon page and we want your money, so give it to I us. I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> It will help finance the hosting fees for this podcast. Yes, it will help finance the hosting fees and it will also help finance our wallets. So please give us money. And, and honestly, all joking aside, there's some really neat perks in there. Bob does a lot of really hard work for the show. And, uh, you know, the, the more you uh, the more you help us out, the, the longer we're able to stay on the air. So we do appreciate it. Uh, this is a passion project for the three of us. So uh, if you guys do enjoy it, uh, you know, kick us a couple cents your way or our way and... Uh, We'd appreciate it. Uh, we do have a TV, uh, a TV. We do have a, <laughs> a tpublic.com shirt. You just search Cretans Guild. It's all one word. Where you can also find us as all one word on Twitter, Instagram, Discord, uh, Click Clack, TikTok, uh, Snick Snock, and uh, Ork, uh, Meat uh. Mop. And uh, yes, uh, that means I love you. <laughs> uh, so if you do follow us on YouTube, be sure to uh, keep doing that there. And you can also, of course, follow Bob's pri- uh, personal channel, Skipper Bob's Breakdowns. 
Legends, where it's his uh, theme park vlog, as well as some gaming stuff with his kids and some just family stuff. Uh, and uh, the death of White Claw. Uh, <laughs> you can follow my channel on YouTube, which is called Square Pegs, where we do some video game stuff and Legos, primarily video game stuff. And yeah, we're, we're, we're having some fun over there. And I'd like to have more than 20 subscribers, so please do subscribe. But to all of our followers, new and old, primarily new, because we are on the new podcast network, we are very happy you're here. We do love that you're listening to us, and we say, Mwah. welcome to the guild. Why am I kissing air? Uh, the same reason I've been pantomiming to the camera Yo, on an audio okay, fucking yeah, podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Why are you kissing air when you should be kissing ass? Ah, there it is. So crude. Peter Capaldi. <laughs> this was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.